how are you doing? It's a funny question, isn't it? Put your hand up if you like cooking. Put your hand up if you like cooking. Lots of people like cooking. It'd be great fun, can't it, cooking? We love a bit of cooking at Christchurch. Cooking for Tuesday Central. Cooking for Grafted. Pizza on Sunday night. Maybe you came to our Connect lunch a few weeks ago. Lots of cooking goes on at Christchurch. And because of that, from time to time, someone from the city council is sent to do a kitchen inspection here at Christchurch. It's all very serious, because they're coming to check that we're preparing the food safely. So on the day the kitchen inspector arrives with their clipboard, it's all very serious. They, they ask lots of questions. They watch what the cooks are doing. And then they tell us how we're doing with a star chart. They say to us, maybe, OK, there's there's lots that you're doing that's right. So there's one star, two stars. But you know, there's still room for improvement, still more that you need to be doing. There's, there's more cleaning to do. There's, there's checklists to fill in to make sure that absolutely nothing gets forgotten. And we all go, yeah, 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 of course. And then so they've gone, we get busy doing all those extra things, doing the extra cleaning, filling in the checklist, hoping that when the kitchen inspector comes back, they'll look and they'll say, well done, five stars, very good. And everyone, oh, We'll breathe a sigh of relief because we'll be doing enough to be okay. And you know, it's not just kitchens, is it? In all kinds of areas of life, we can feel like, like we're needing to prove ourselves, like we're, we're doing enough to show that we're okay. If you're at school, there are, there are exams and tests to pass or fail. Aren't there? If you're at work, there are performance appraisals and KPIs to meet. And sometimes, even in our friendships, it can feel, can't it, that we're constantly being assessed. Whether we're funny enough or fashionable enough. Whether we support the right team or listen to the right music or post the right things on social media. It can feel like we're always needing to show that we're doing enough to be told we're okay. So is that what it's like with God? Do we become God's friends by, by doing enough good things, collecting enough gold stars so that God will tell us we're okay? To use a Bible word that we're justified in the right with him. Well, lots of people think so. They think that God is, well, he's a bit like that kitchen inspector with the clipboard always telling us that there's more and more that we need to do, more gold stars we need to be really in the right with him. But do you know, that's not right. In the Bible, there's a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a group of Christians long ago in a place called Galatia. 
And this is what Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Paul says, we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Paul said, we, we can't get right with God by doing enough good things. And that's because God is perfect. And we're not, are we? Our star charts, they're not really full of gold stars at all. What's our chart look like? Well, it's full of our sins. Full of the wrong things that you and I think and say and do every day. And that means, well, we're never going to get right with God, are we? With our charts. But you know, because of his great love for us, God sent his son Jesus to make the only way for you and I to ever be justified with him. And Jesus, well, all of his thinking and saying and doing, it was only ever completely, perfectly good. This is what Jesus' star chart would look like. Look at this. Isn't it amazing? 100% perfect. And this perfect one, he came to die. To die on the cross for imperfect failures like you and me. So that when we trust him and all that he's done, God's Holy Spirit joins us to him. And that means that all my sins, all the wrong things that we do are taken by Jesus. He takes the blame for all of them when he dies on the cross. And at the same time, Jesus' perfect star chart, it's counted to us. So that joined to Jesus by faith, you and I are then as perfectly in the right with God as he is. And that means we're set free from, from wondering and worrying if, if we've done enough to prove that we're okay with God. We're set free to be forgiven friends with God now and forever. Not through, not through our doing, but because of what Jesus has done. Only Jesus justifies can you do that with me? Only Jesus justifies. It's the best news in the whole world. It's news that Paul told to people everywhere he went. So that people everywhere, from, from Galatia 2,000 years ago to here in Cambridge today, so that people could be right with God through Jesus. And that good news, well, it's good news that last week we started to learn a new song about. So in a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to sing that song together before we hear the next little bit of what Paul has.
to teach us. So as the music starts, let's stand and sing together. Do take seats again. It's a great song, isn't it, with great news. So how were those Christians in Galatia getting on with, with enjoying that good news, that they were God's forgiven friends justified through Jesus? Well, we're going to find out now as Shirley comes and reads the next bit of Paul's letter to us. So the reading is Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, and that's on page 1169 of the Church Bibles. Galatians chapter 3. You foolish Galatians... Who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I'd learn, like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Shirley, thank you very much for reading. You foolish Galatians. Oh, dear. Paul sounds pretty cross with them, doesn't he? And, and why? Did you, did you hear? What was it that they were getting so wrong? Well, it might be, as you read it, you thought, I'm not quite sure. It, it, it can sound a bit tricky, can't it? So, so see if this helps. A few weeks ago, Fiona was telling you that, that I'd gone on holiday to Adventure Island. Maybe some of you are planning to come and join us when we go back there in a few weeks' time for our holiday club at Easter. But just imagine, if you can, me, a few weeks ago, getting ready for my holiday, have my suitcase all packed, and so I head off to the airport, got my passport, got my tickets, I get to the airport, and I'm shown into the aeroplane, taken in and, and shown, look, to a seat that's got my name on it. It's all very exciting, isn't it? So I sit there, oh, put my seatbelt on, start searching for some movies to watch through the, the in-flight entertainment system, very high-tech. And then suddenly, well, the engines start rumbling. And the plane takes off and we're lifted up into the air, up so high that now, out of the window, look, I can see all those tiny houses down below. And then, well, we're up even higher, up above the clouds, and I'm looking out at them like some kind of huge ocean of cotton wool. And it's absolutely amazing. Here I am in this plane up, miles higher than I could ever climb, being carried at high speed, safely, all the way to Adventure Island. It's a miracle! And I can just sit here and enjoy the flight. So now imagine, after a while, I undo my seatbelt, get out of my seat, and I start to head down the plane towards the emergency exit door. And as I reach out and I grab hold of the handle, 
Well, the very polite air stewardess comes over to me and says, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? And I say to her, well, this plane is brilliant. And it's given me a great start on my journey. But you know, I think I'm ready now to start doing my bit. So I thought what I'd do is I'd just jump out of the plane, flap my arms, and fly the rest of the way. What's the air hostess going to say? She's going to say to me, you foolish man. What you, what's got into you? Did you get to be 30,000 feet into the air, travelling at 500 miles an hour by flapping your arms? Or by trusting this plane? Trusting those massive jet engines that you saw on the way in? Those engines that have got the power to do what you could never do? After beginning with those, are you now going to switch to a bit of arm flapping and hope that that's going to get you where you want to go? That air hostess, she's going to think that I'm being dangerously stupid, isn't she? And she'd be right. And you know, Paul wants those Galatian Christians to know that they're being just as dangerously stupid. You see what he says in verse 1. Galatians, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. Paul had told them the good news that Jesus died on the cross to save them. And the Galatians, they believed what they heard. They put their trust in Jesus and all that he had done. And as soon as they had, the awesome power of God's Holy Spirit had come into them and joined them to Jesus so that in him they were completely justified, in the right with God. There was a, a seat with their name on in his family. And those Galatians, they've been so excited about it for a bit. And then, well then, some other teachers had come along and said, yes, that's true, what Jesus has done on the cross, it is a good start. But you know, if you want to be a proper Christian, really fully part of God's family, well then, you also need to do your bit. All sorts of things that, that you need to do, rules to follow to really get into God's good books. And Paul, he'd been horrified to learn that the Galatians had believed them. They'd, they'd switched from, from trusting in Jesus to, to trusting in the works of the law. Swapped all that Jesus had done for them and gone back to trying to prove that they could be right with God through the things that they were doing. And Paul wants them to know just how dangerously stupid that is. Do you see what he says to them? In verse 3, are you so foolish, he says, 
after beginning by means of the Spirit, the saving power of God's Spirit that joins us to Jesus and all that he's done, after beginning with that, are you trying to finish by, by means of the flesh? You can't do it, Paul's saying to them. Because, do you remember, only Jesus justifies. And trying to, trying to be in the right with God by doing enough good things, well, that's going to end just as badly as if I, if I jump out of a plane and try to flap my arms and fly. And of course, you and me, we'd never be so foolish, would we? To, to stop trusting what Jesus has done and go back to our doing to try and make God pleased with us. But don't be so sure. Because you and I, well, we live in a world full of star charts. And so it can be so tempting to, to go back to trusting in those, to prove that we're good enough for God. Maybe to start thinking, well, because I don't swear like those other people at school, or, or because I went out of my way to help that person this week, or because I come to church without fail, and you know, I even serving with Grafted on Friday nights. Because of those things, well, well done me. Surely, Surely God must be, well, pretty pleased with me at the moment. Pretty pleased, at least, at least a bit more pleased than with that person in the row sat next to you, who, who hasn't been to home group for weeks and, and who gossips about people behind their backs. Ever find yourself thinking like that? Or maybe it's the other side, thinking, oh, I'm such a rubbish Christian. Oh, so rubbish. Because you know that already this morning you've, you've shouted at your mom, you've hit your brother. Or you know you've not read the Bible for weeks and you know that, yes, you need to sort yourself out before God's ever going to want to listen to you when you pray. And you see what you're doing in moments like that, thinking that way. What are you doing? Well, you're heading for the emergency exit, flapping your arms. And you need to stop and tell yourself, don't be a fool. Your doing didn't get you up there, didn't make you right with God, and it won't keep you up there. Only Jesus justifies. So remember what he has done and trust him. Remember that in Jesus, you and I are always as right with God as we can possibly be. And that means that this week, you and I can throw away those star charts. We can trust those gospel engines and we can enjoy the flights. Why don't I lead us in a prayer? Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that he has done what we could never do and made us right with you. 
Lord, help us to enjoy the freedom that comes from knowing how secure we are in Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are going to sing now a final song that reminds us of what we've just been hearing about. A song that reminds us that Jesus is the cornerstone, the only one we stand on. Our hope is built on nothing less than him and all that he's done. So as the music starts, let's stand and sing together.